Hey, bitch. Hi. What up? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, sitting in the same spot I was sitting in <laughs> moments ago while still FaceTiming you. We are on a roll, an hour and a half roll. Hell you know, yeah. It's kind of funny. I woke Wes up and I'm like, hey, can you watch the baby? I have to go record with Jamie. And he's like, uh, I'm sleeping. And I was like, yeah, I'll go get you a breakfast burrito. He's like, well, by the time you're done, it's not going to be breakfast anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I will. See, yeah, it'll, it'll be brunch time. <laughs> Whoops. That's that's what, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, Mama's got to make some money, so. Hell yeah. <laughs> but hi, this is Hot for Justice. Welcome back. Yes. To the Screen Recap Edition. Yes, of Unsolved Mysteries, episode yes. one. The new yep. Unsolved Mysteries. Not the old one, the new one on Netflix. Yes, which, while it's different, I it's still enjoy. Good. I like it. It's I honestly, very good. I was, like, the one on Hulu is okay, the original i like the, yeah obviously the narrator's voice very nostalgic i dig it i'm just mm-hmm. like i don't like some of the more like paranormal stuff they've got on there oh yeah it's not really like my jam as much but um this new one i like a lot yeah no it's very I, good i read a thing there's gonna be more episodes so i'm stoked on that and i'm jazzed so um yeah, so this episode is about Ray Rivera, which he was a 32-year-old um, aspiring filmmaker, husband, and former editor of a financial newsletter. Also, I think I made a fat fucking error. Yeah, you um, said Ramirez, I think. Yes, I Ray Ramirez is a serial killer. Uh, Richard Ramirez is a serial killer. I'm not high, but... <laughs> She's tired. It's early. Yeah, it's, it's I mean... Fine. It's yeah, hard, yeah. So, it's fine. excuse me. Ray Rivera. Yes. Um, yes, 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 yes. So he was last seen leaving his Northwood home, which I think Philadelphia. That sounds right. Yes. Um, early in the evening of May sixteenth, two thousand and six. A week mm-hmm. later, his decomposed body was found in a closed meeting room of the Belvedere Hotel in Baltimore. By the way, this is fucking bonks. It really like, is. It's a very weird. It's weird. Kind of creepy. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I pulled up a. Uh. Like a. I don't want to call it a review. Um. Of the episode from. It's called ReadySteadyCut.com. Okay. Like they do a lot of reviews on like I think, movies, TV shows, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm gonna pull some stuff from here because this is. I, I think it's a pretty good little review. I'm on the Reddit uh, too. Oh. Which was posted three years ago. So this is interesting by Peanut Baron, a username Peanut Baron. So that's... oh, so this is like not actually necessarily information from the no, Netflix. No, but it's just on the case in general. Ooh, look at you with the outside reading. Damn, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. On a roll. No, um, anyways. Oh my God! Stop. Hit us. Um, Hit us. So the beginning of the episode talks about his wife and you know their marriage and their wedding and how in love they were and um. His wife's name is Allison, mm-hmm. uh, and she's just like, yeah, I don't know why he disappeared. Like, the police say he killed himself by jumping off a roof, but, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Basically. It's weird. Yeah. Um, he was a happy man. Um, he always found the fun in everything. His dream was to be a writer and a director. Um, he worked with his best friend, um, and like you were saying, did um, financial writing um, for him for his friend's company. Um they moved to Baltimore, Maryland in 2004, um, had an amazing home and community. Um, yeah, I said do, Philadelphia, do, do, do. not Baltimore, my bad. Yes. Whoopsies. I mean, I think those are 
I'm I'm not I'm really gonna fuck up geog- we're not geographically. From, we're not from the East Coast. I've been to Philadelphia though a few times. So me too. I've oh, I've been once. I went on like one of those like DC trips in the eighth grade. Oh yeah, you've told me about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, to completely completely different places. Again, we don't geography. No. We don't only not math. We don't geography. We don't English. We don't do any of that. No. I'm good we at just some kind of geography, exist. but not. Oh, I'm not. Not places I've not really been before. <laughs> I know nothing about anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, okay, great. So, I guess, do you want to go on with what you have? Because it sounds like you have some fun info. Well, I shouldn't say fun, but you know There's what I mean. There's just, like, a lot of... It, it's just a weird... Okay. So, uh, let me scroll. There's a lot of information on this. I mean, I guess I can start. So, Allison went on a business trip. And then um, she was trying to call her husband, couldn't get in touch with him. They, she called their roommate, which was a friend of hers that was living with them. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I heard him, like, get on the phone and then, like, run out of the house. And it was, like, I think around, like, 5 or 6 p.m., mm-hmm. like, pretty, like, in the evening time. And then she's like, yeah, he just, like, peaced out. Yeah. Like, and ran off and then no one heard from him ever again. Um, and she said that, like, he sounded, like, rushed and he, like, literally ran out the door. Like, within, like, a minute or two of getting that phone call. It's weird. So, it's, okay. Um, this says that, um, in the spring of 2006, the couple visited Los Angeles to plan to, because they were planning on moving back. When Mm -hmm. they returned to Baltimore, he began behaving oddly. He was edgy and nervous, uncharacteristic behavior for her usually self-assured husband. He started going everywhere with me, and he wouldn't let me do anything alone, is what she said. That's fucking weird. A week before he disappeared, he accompanied his wife to a running track. Um, She said, while there, something spooky happened. She recalled as she jogged, Ray sat in the bleachers reading a book, and a man appeared. Her husband freaked out even though um the mysterious interloper left without incident she said ray seemed really unnerved um mm-hmm. she said this could be escalating paranoia paranoia of someone in the midst of some kind of crisis however what happened next gave me pause a few days after the incident at the track something happened at the couple's home um the alarm in the home went off sending her husband bounding out of bed when she joined him in the basement she recalled seeing something in her husband's eye that she had never seen before fear it literally made me sick. Um, she said Ray was scared. He's a big Latin guy. He's macho, and it wasn't him. The next evening when the alarm went off again, he flipped out. Um, she said it really hit her then. Like, it's... That's not... That wasn't him. Um, that's interesting, because literally... By the way, none of this is in the Netflix thing. No. Just um, so y'all know if you they haven't seen interview it First of all, her, go fucking watch it. But Yeah, it, yeah. They interview her, her quite a lot. Um, yeah. It's, so this person is kind of talking about like, was this a mental crisis or was someone threatening him? And in in the Netflix episode, it's interesting because um, there are some like background mm-hmm. that you have to consider. So the company that he worked for, the financial um, place, yeah, mm-hmm. um, sold investment advice to the Security and Exchange Commission that mm-hmm. was cited as quote unquote false. And right. it led to threat against the company's owner. To get, like, fat sued. Yeah. And this, it says before he was hired, but in the Netflix, I can't remember exactly, like, what happened in the Netflix documentary, but they said that maybe, like, he had found out some information. 
that yeah. he shouldn't have seen because I think he was working on something when kind of this started to happen. So, yes, that's, that's exactly right. So that happened, um, and then he was kind of like, oh, hey, like, what about this? And, like, the his friend, the boss, was like, like no, don't worry about it. So this person on the Reddit says, like, you know, this attempted break-in, is it somebody sending a message? Is somebody randomly showing up at the track somebody sending a message? Or mm-hmm. was he, like, just truly, like, having a mental breakdown and he was really paranoid? Like, yeah. It could be either. But I think that if that series of events in that order, like, I tend to think that it probably wasn't all a coincidence, especially since he yeah. ended up dead, like, a week later. Yeah. So I'm super skeezed out by it. And then also, just based on, like, how he died. Yeah. So we can That's get into interesting. that. interesting, yeah. Um, so he, he his body was found... What, a week later, kind of like eight days de- later, decomposing, very, yeah. very fucking decomposed because it was uh, summertime or springtime, sorry, and it was hot as fuck. Which I'm sorry, but how did nobody find him for a week if he was sitting there decomposing in the hot ass sun? Um, so I guess so. I feel like the Netflix thing we've like very, very briefly touched on it, but it was kind of like an unused okay. ballroom yeah. or like conference room. But still, I feel like you could smell it. Right, but if you're if it so. Let me, I'll kind of, I'll read this real quick. So, um, he was found, um, in like, so at that hotel, there was like the main hotel, which was really tall and everything had been converted to like condos and like offices. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was like a shorter building, like kind of right in front of it. That was part of it, which was again, like, I believe a ballroom or a conference room that had been like not used in a long time. Conference room. Yeah. Or like a room or something like that. Yeah. Um, which was um like stories down from the top of the main roof mm-hmm. um there was a hole in the roof and his flip-flops were found on the seat on the on the on the roof yeah um his glasses and cell phone were found near his body but on the ground um and so basically it sounds like that room like was like kind of never used or kind of, I don't want to say condemned but like literally yeah. just like not used at all unless there's like maybe under, storage yeah um and the only reason they investigated it was because friends were on a parking structure which was a kind of which was next to the hotel but like taller than that roof and they looked down and saw the hole in the hole in the roof and the flip-flops yeah which caused them to send someone from the staff of the hotel to go look and then they were like holy fucking shit right okay yeah so it says um also that so despite his catastrophic injuries, his phone was undamaged and in full mm-hmm. working order. Um, a money clip I think same with his glasses. Yeah. Um, a money clip that was given to him by his, his wife, which was an heirloom of her family, was never found. Mm-hmm. He was always known to carry it with him, and his mm-hmm. wife saw it in his hand, or their roommate, I don't really know, but somebody saw it in his hand on the day mm-hmm. that he disappeared. Yeah, and it hasn't been recovered. Um, he wouldn't have left the house without it, so it's presumed stolen. Because, like, um, Allison is interviewed in the Netflix thing, and she's like, I fucking tore his car upside yeah. down and good did not find it. it. It was not on his body. It was not in his vehicle. Where the fuck is it? Like, that does not make sense. Yeah. Um, also, so it says that there there were cameras in the Vel- Belvedere, which should have captured him entering the building and moving mm-hmm. around the hall. But um, 
some employees said that the security camera malfunctioned on the night that he disappeared. When someone Weird. programmed the hard drive that stores the images from the camera in the stairwells, stairwells where Ray would have been, um, and he would have had to pass through to get onto the roof. And so it recorded over itself, which does not quite sit right. No, not one bit. Um, so kind of to give a little bit more clarification on like the scene, I guess. Yeah. So the Belvedere Hotel... The places he would have had to jump off from to, if he, this was a self-induced situation, um, he would have had to like run and jump from the top roof of the Belvedere or that parking structure that I had just mentioned. He would have had to have a running start to jump and like land basically perfectly like pencil dive on it to bust a hole through the roof. Yeah. So it also like in this article, it kind of says they had a, an engineer study the mm-hmm. scene, which um, concluded that based on the distance that his body landed from the wall estimated to be roughly 43 feet he would have had to been running roughly 11 miles per hour so like homeboy would have had to been like going yeah um this author said that they looked up the running speed average running speed of a person which sits at 13 miles per hour um but again that can vary based on your size I would like to say that um, I am not included in that. In that I'm not either. Number. No, <laughs> they did not, not take my data into account. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, they also, once he disappeared, he there was like a note found taped to his laptop, which yeah, is they really found strange. It, like a couple weeks after his death, I believe, because usually, yeah. if with a suicide, there's obviously a note. So, yeah. Um, his wife found the note taped to the back of his computer. Yep. And it was, like, really cryptic and weird. Yeah, so it says the note begins and ends with Freemason-related verbiage, which also, also contained a list of names, close friends and family of Rivera, who he asked to be made five years younger. Hmm. Um, the note also mentions the death of actor Christopher Reeves and director, director Stanley Kubrick, which is just hmm. weird. Um, yeah, so... Um, uh, they do provide some context. So Allison says, so he was a, sc- a screenplay writer mm-hmm. um, and like yeah. wanted to be a director and stuff. Um, he was looking into possibly writing a plot for something that had to do with Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. So he was doing a lot of searching into that and whatever. So that could explain specifically those like masonry those, quotes yeah. and all of that. Um, but then there's just like a weird, just like list of like names and like just places. Yeah. yeah. It's really eerie. Um, if we can find, like, a photo of the note, we'll include it in the episode images. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's just very strange. It's not a typical suicide note by any means necessary. No. It's just um, very interesting, too. Um, oh, go ahead. You it can was, finish. Well, I was also say, it's written on a very small, weirdly cut scrap of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had to have been written, like, the day or day before that he died because the scraps of paper that it was cut from were in the trash can in his office. Yeah. So, it so was, and yeah. it wouldn't, and they weren't there before Allison left on her business trip. She said, "So weird." The, so, medical examiner is examiners determined that he had died from multiple and severe injuries consistent with a fall from that height. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did not make a ruling as to homicide, suicide, or accident. They declared it undetermined because of mm-hmm. cir- there's so many circumstances that are unclear. Yeah. Um, as we had mentioned, he was working on um for like a financial newsletter. Uh, run by his high school friend um so it, it says to give a little more detail on that that the it was called the rebound report and it basically advised potential investors on companies whose stocks might soon rise mm-hmm. um 
I don't, I mean, that can, I feel like that can, uh, it can get real weird real quick. Like, no, a hundred percent. Um, and coming yeah. from this thing that I'm reading, so, um, the phone call caught him by surprise, but they couldn't get phone records. Porter, his best friend, put a gag order on all of his employees so no yeah, one could talk to them. I saw that too. Which was really suspicious. Porter also declined to be interviewed for the documentary, but before the night he disappeared, the house alarm went off, like you were saying. Yeah. Something was worrying him. Allison believes he was murdered for having information and publishing information in the paper that hurt him. To this day, the disappearance haunts his family. Yeah, I mean, and it says, too, that his friend, um, mm-hmm. let's see, it said it had Something been... Porter. Yeah. yeah, so Porter Stansberry. Um, yeah. It was in Agora, Inc., they had been tried and found guilty of SEC violations, which the SEC is Securities and Exchange Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been found guilty, The his friend, the owner, Stansberry, Porter Stansberry. Um, he had essentially been found guilty of selling information to clients that was wholly untrue and made up. He had to pay a fine of some, like, million, one million or something. Um, and that was, like, a roughly a year before Rivera joined the company. That's bonkers. So, this whole thing, like, really does not sit right. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, which is why it makes the cut for Unsolved Mysteries. Um, I th- um, if you like my personal opinion, Homeboy was the victim of a hit. Yeah. Obviously, because whoever did it was good enough to make it look like a suicide. And honestly, yeah. if Ray knew he found something that he should not have seen, mm-hmm. that absolutely could describe his behavior yeah because he like was probably very distressed because and didn't know what to do what yeah you know and if he w- if he was accompanying his wife everywhere maybe somebody threatened her or maybe he was you know like he was scared that somebody was gonna hurt for her, her. safety right yeah. so he i don't know but man no i couldn't weird. agree more yeah i don't like it I don't um like it i definitely think it was you know not a suicide um, like I said, like all of the circumstances for it to have been a suicide, like don't really make sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't. So. I do. I have a good answer for who did it. No. Do I have a good answer for how it happened? No. No. But also, uh, like, it's very strange that his the his boss put a a gag order on the company. Yeah, yeah like, I mean, and not saying like he's he could have absolutely no part in that at all, but that's just weird mm-hmm. to me. So there's obviously something yeah. else going on, like, within that company. And if he had already been found guilty of some, like, crimes like that, then who's to say? A million percent. I, I, so. mm, mm, this, I mean, and this is episode one. It goes, it starts with a bang, and, like, it was so interesting. So I really, like, the and Unsolved Mysteries was really good. Highly recommend. Yes, um, definitely. And, yeah, next week we'll talk about episode two, which is also fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're all high-key high insane. But. They are. Uh, but it's not high-key, uh, Unsolved Mysteries if it's not high-key insane, so. True. Very true. I they don't know remember what, they, what it, it was about, though. Uh, the second episode is the, like, 13-minute thing. I'm gonna have to rewatch uh, it. Uh, I believe the gal's name was Patrice. She oh, was yeah, like yeah, a hairstylist. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, er, oh, yeah, I'm gonna rewatch that one, then. Yes. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. Well, thanks for um, Yes, if you have any thoughts um, or feelings about uh, Ray, what's his last name? I'm going to fuck it R- up. Rivera. Rivera. Please let us know. 
Yes. Um, shoot us a DM or a comment or whatever you want. Uh, make sure you share this with your friends and family and, you know, or strangers, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, do your thing. Do your thing. Okay. Do it. Anyways, bye. Bye.